0: Welcome to the I Will Teach You a Language Podcast, weekly doses of language learning tips and motivation to help you become fluent in any language. With me, Ollie Richards. Hello. Bonjour! Hello. Hola. Good morning everybody. Welcome back to the I Will Teach You a Language Podcast. Thanks very much for joining me today. And wow, what a week it's been. I have been fortunate enough to be in Iceland for the Polyglot Conference 2017 it's uh it was a great weekend. It's just two days actually the event and it's a gathering of people who love languages from around the world and they all come together to listen to talks and hang out and eat pizza and buy very expensive beer in iceland and uh well, the pizza wasn't that cheap either thirty five dollars for a pizza. can you anyway I'll spare you the uh the, the details of that. I had a great time. I met up with lots of uh um, fantastic people, lots of friends made lots of new friends as well <sighs> Listen, I think I must have met at least 10 of you um, last weekend who are regular listeners of the podcast and uh, who came up to me to to say thank you for the podcast and to let me know that they enjoyed it. Uh, many of you told me where you listen to the podcast, um, what, you know, um, what time of day, what you're doing, which is it's kind of silly, but it's really interesting for me to hear that because I can, I can kind of, you know, it lets me picture What effect the things I talk about is having on on people's lives. So there are too many people to name. um, But I just want to say to everybody who I met this weekend, uh, it was a real pleasure to meet you. And even though sometimes these chats are just a quick hello in the corridor and we don't have time for much more. um, Nevertheless, I just want to let you know how much I appreciate that and how how great it is to meet you. Um, Gary, thank you for the beer. I was lucky enough to have a longer chat with Gary because we were, it happened to be in the same, the same bar on Friday night. And, um, Gary, uh, is a very cool guy from Scotland who, um, we had a long, we, we chatted about Catalan independence actually. This is, <laughs> this is the kind of thing when I find that with, um, regular, regular people, albeit oh, language fans, <laughs> regular language fans, when we meet, we tend to just talk about stuff. You know, we don't talk about languages all that much. Sometimes we do. But I had a great chat with Gary about lots of things. Europe, language learning, Brexit, Catalan independence. And he bought me a beer, which is very nice. So thanks to the beer, Gary. Uh, I could talk for ages about the Polyglot Conference. Maybe I should. Maybe I'll do that in a future episode. But I kind of feel like I've done that quite a lot for various different conferences, so I'll we'll leave it at that. Before I get to today's question, I would like to thank the sponsors of the show, and the wonderful Italki, for keeping the show on the road. Italki is a place where you can find teachers, a teacher or teachers, in um, all kinds of different languages. And if you'd like to get a free lesson, then you can go to IWillTeachYourLanguage.com forward slash free lesson. Now today, after a long hiatus from email questions, we're back um, answering an email question. Now this one is from Holly. Who sent this through a couple of months ago? Sorry for the the delay, Holly. Um, Holly says, Your blog has been very inspirational to me as an adult language learner, along with books I've been reading lately from Benny Lewis and Steve Kaufman. I feel like I have a new outlook on my language learning and I'm organizing to move forward. That's great to hear, Holly. That's me talking there, by the way, not not Holly. However, one subject which is not super relevant to these books and blogs and thus not discussed is how can I best help my child with language learning? How do the set of recommendations evolve if the target is a kid? Generally speaking, the kids lack the intrinsic motivation and ability to go out and find resources as an adult would, at least until they get a bit older. My kids are homeschooled and so they want to learn a second language, and I'm in charge of that aspect of their education and I want to think outside the box. We've attended some language classes, but the results have not been great. Anyway, don't know if you have already written about it or feel like you have something to say on the subject, but if you did, I would certainly like to hear it. And that's Holly from Massachusetts in the U.S. of A. Holly, thanks so much for the email. It's oh wow, you know there is. Uh, I do have something to say on this subject. I have a lot to say, not least because uh, I'm actually an an, an expert in um, teaching languages to young learners. It's what I used to do in my previous role, um, my previous work for the British Council. I have a master's degree in this, and um, well, it's part of my master's degree anyway. I have a lot to say, and, and but to be honest. The reason I haven't written much about it is because it's such a big subject. And as you say, the standard advice does not apply for kids. I I have been putting it off, actually, until a point where I feel like I can do the theme justice. But, you know, maybe this is something for next year. I've had a very busy year this year creating stuff for adults. Um But it is something that is... uh I mean, I think more people wonder about this than they do about their own language learning, to be honest with you. Uh, one of the things I noticed when I worked at the, the British Council was that there is one thing that people will spend more money on than themselves, and that is their kids. And so, uh, you know, we all um, care about languages, but we care about kids more. And this question of how to teach a language to your kids is... um Really, extremely important. Now, I was just in Iceland, as I said earlier, and I attended a talk from my good friend Tetsu, who uh, runs the Montreal Language Festival, which I helped organize as well. And um, it was actually the second time I saw the talk, and I loved it even more that the second time than the first time. Um, And I'm going to link to this in the show notes. I think that we have a video of the talk, probably from Montreal. I don't think the Polyglot Conference talk will be ready yet, but you should definitely watch this. Um, He has children that he teaches five languages to, I believe, is it five, or is it six, I think it's five, at least five, Japanese, Mandarin, English, Spanish, French, and it's sensational, he has videos of all these things, he documents it, it's really great, so I'm going to defer to him for your extracurricular reading or watching here, um, Holly, but uh, I'll put a link to that at the end of the episode. Now, there is no way I can do this topic justice Um, in the time of the podcast so let me give you my headline thoughts language learning for children as pedagogy is very different than for adults for all the reasons that you might think as self as adults we are self-directed learners we have our own um, we create our own motivation we hold, hold ourselves accountable or at least we try to children can do none of those things so it's a different process The big advantage that children have, and therefore the big advantage, the the biggest strategy really for parents to teach children, is that of time. Now anyone who has kids will know that children do not learn language quickly. Far from it. Even their first language, and if you think from the time of of their birth to the point where they have a really solid command of the language. Eight to ten years really? Takes a long time um i have friends who have put kids who have brought up kids bilingually um and the, the children speak those two languages perfectly but they've also put them in a third language class like twice a week at school and the kid hardly speaks that language at all all right so it is not that the old mantra of kids are like a sponge it's just simply not true and if you if you give formal if you whatever age they are these kids if they're like you know five or six whatever, and you put them in language classes one hour like say forty five minutes two or three times a week, they won't learn to speak the language. I guarantee you they won't not from a class a few times a week it just doesn't happen like that uh that's partially why the the best advice or the most up to date um, informed advice for government policy is that teaching children languages at at primary or elementary school is not worth it because the studies show that children who begin a new second language at secondary or high school you know aged around 11 uh, they outperform or do just as well as the kids who start when they are when they're younger and the reason is that they've got you know study skills don't really kick in until the age of 10 or 11 or, or higher all right so the idea of formal language lessons for younger children up to the age of around 10 is a non-starter. I'm not going to say it's harmful because obviously it's not, but it's uh, you cannot rely on that alone. Language for children is not a school subject and you can't treat it as such. Also with kids, and this is the point really, you can't make them learn against their will. And so it's essential to find something that is fun, that engages them that makes a language a living, breathing part of their life. Now, your best resources for this are books and people. TV can help, but as a very famous study by Patricia Kuhl uh, demonstrated, kids do not learn as well when it's a kind of passive watching TV type interaction um, as when they are interacting with a real person. Okay, It is through two-way communication that kids learn languages. So sitting them in front of their favourite cartoons uh, in Japanese will not teach them Japanese at that age, that is. Obviously, if they sit and watch two hours of Japanese cartoons a night, they'll probably learn some stuff. But again, that's not a very um, ethical way of doing it. I don't think it's not good for the kid. It's not the best way to learn a language. So you have two basic options here probably the best thing to do if you have the time and resources is to bring in an au pair or childminder who can sit and speak to the kids in in the, in that language that the, the reason is that the, i mean it's it's fairly obvious why if if they're interacting with that person in the language they will learn especially if that person is really good with kids and knows how to encourage them and and um and uh, you know, draw language out of them, help them repeat words, um, do things like that. That is uh, the really the best you can, the best thing to do. And if you can have an au pair or, or childminder who is with the kids for the long term, then that's you know the best way to, to teach a child a language for sure. You know, short of taking them to another country or sticking them in um, a school in, in which. That language is the language of instruction. This is not practical for most people. So childminder or repair is your best option. And I'd look to do it for, um, you know, long periods of time as much as possible. The, the The longer, the better. If that's not an option for you, then the next best thing is books. What I would recommend you do is to set aside some. Let's say you want to teach one of your children Spanish then every evening you would have Spanish time and that would ideally be with you. If, you. if you don't speak the languages they want to learn, that makes it all that much harder because well, that because you know if you don't speak the language, that means who's going to help them. And so I'm going to have to assume for the sake of this that you do speak the language that you want to teach your children. And so let's say it's Spanish and let's say um, you... So, well, so what you do is you have Spanish time every evening, go to uh, your local... Um, international bookshop if you have one and order a whole variety of different books in simple Spanish. And then every evening, instead of stories in English, um, read stories in Spanish and try to, uh, you know, do, do the same things you would do when, when you were reading stories to your kids when they were very young, you know, take important phrases that are easy to understand and, and repeat them lots and lots of times. Um, ask little questions in the language to the child, get them to try to interact in the language and be very, very patient and keep it up. If you can read to them in Spanish for 30 minutes a night, every night, then I guarantee you within a few days they're going to start to um, to, to know the important vocabulary related to those books and they're going to start to identify certain things, most likely animals in the target language the next step you know once you've been doing that for a while then you can start to do things outside story time so you can start to bring the story into real life a little bit so if you want to uh, you know ch- a simple way of checking understanding for example in Spanish you'd ask them si o no si o no yes or no basically is that, is, that, is that correct or not kids will very quickly learn si o no si for yes no for, for no what you can do is then, rather than asking that in the context of the story, you can then, when you're outside walking down the street, you can ask, you know, is that a, is that a red car? Um, and then you ask, "See si or no? And the kid will say, "No." And so you start to kind of cajole the language out of them that way and blur the boundaries between um, these between stories and real life. That is the the way to go. It is much easier if you are part of a multilingual family. So you know, if if your husband is a speaker of another language, then in that situation, you would have him um, speak to the children in his language. You have this this uh, a, a system called or a concept called one person one language because the the kid is better able to conceptualize a language if he or she can identify that language with a particular face. So. For bilingual parents, it's much easier because you have one one parent speaking in Spanish, the other parent speaking in English and the kid learns to separate the two. But assuming you don't have that, you've just got to have this defined time every uh, every day. And then, of course, on top of that, you can start to do things like add music or add cartoons or things like that in the language. But it's the more interaction you can have, the better. That's a very, very brief summary of, uh, of what is a huge topic, and it's something that I would like to write a book about one day. It really is, because I, I think it's uh, extremely important and something that I'm really passionate about. So I'm going to leave it at that. I hope that's helpful, Holly, and, uh, you know, do do write do write back and let me know how it goes and what the results are. Or if you run into any particular problems and you'd like uh, some ideas on how to fix them, it's a topic I could talk for a long time about. If you would like to ask a question, then please go to IWillTeachYouALanguage.com forward slash ask. Also, if you've been enjoying the show, I'd really appreciate a review on the iTunes store. It helps other people to find the podcast. You can go to iTunes, search for I Will Teach You A Language and t- uh, leave a review there. You can also do it on the on the Apple podcast app now as well. So if you're listening here, you can open up the podcast, scroll down and you'll be able to find a place where you can tap the star rating you'd like to give it, whether it's one star or five stars, I don't mind Give me an honest rating and I would very much appreciate it. Finally then, I'd like to point you to a video, wonderful talk from Tetsu about um, raising kids multilingually. I'm going to put this in the show notes. You will find it at Iwillteachyourlanguage.com forward slash episode two, two, one. You can also go over there and leave your comments and, uh, join in the discussion. Thank you so much for listening. And if you have kids, please, please, please start teaching them another language. You will never regret it. It's a short course, three days, it's completely free, and if you'd like to sign up for it, please go to IWillTeachYourLanguage.com forward slash free memory course.